Welcome to Puzzle Bits. I am your host MJ. On today's episode, I am joined by my friend Natalie Gray, and we will be discussing sustainability and how to build a sustainable brand. The guest today has a background in environmental science with a specialization in sustainability. Now, before we get into this episode, I'd like to give a disclaimer. This episode will not cover everything on sustainability. It is merely meant to spark your interest. So if it's something that you find interesting, I would encourage you to read more on it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Today's episode is a breakdown of the the sustainability business paradigm and exactly what that is about. We are going to be looking into what is sustainable development, what is uh, sustainable businesses, what does it entail. This concept is one that focuses on creating a better balance between social, environmental and economic factors for both short-term and long-term performance of your business. So joining me today is a friend of mine and I will let her introduce herself. Excellent. My name is Natalie Gray and I am a systems specialist at Solar Accelerator Omnidian uh, based in Seattle, Washington, which is my hometown. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What is it you do? What did you study? How did you end up there? Great. Again, um, I, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, where I would hear a lot of speculation about people's relationship with the environment growing up. And so I wanted to use, as I approached an undergraduate degree at the University of Washington, I wanted to use that time to answer a lot of questions I had about, you know, how how we got to where we are and where we need to position ourselves to be of best benefit uh, to life on the planet moving forward. Uh, so asking a lot of good questions ended up getting me into some really interesting spaces uh, like the Conference of Parties, COP21 in Paris. Um, I did a lot of participatory budgeting, public youth-led projects, so getting young people at the forefront of decision-making when it comes to like where does the money go for sustainability projects. Um, it also brought me to Nairobi, where I, I met you uh, work, uh, while I was working for uh, the makers of the Jigokoa, the efficient household cookstove. Um, yeah. So, so a lot, lot of um, I think it's, it's mainly and asking those questions, and a lot, a lot of those venues, the 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 UN um, working at Nairobi, all pointed back towards um, the United States energy responsibility, saying, well, why haven't they gotten on on top of their their work yet? And so I um, returned home, you know, I you know went and watched my sibling graduate, and I started working for a company called Omnidian uh, that is stewarding solar power systems all across the U.S. And so that's, um, that, that is my, my background in sustainability and, and uh, a quick history of, of what brought me here. Okay. Yeah, that's actually true. You and I met at the United Nations Environmental Assembly in mm-hmm. 2017. And honestly, I'm surprised that we actually stayed in touch this long. <laughs> Well, I, I felt like I was not too far off from a student myself. I'm still only 26 right now. Um, so, so I'm happy to, uh, happy to have 
met you and to I you know it's it's all about inspiring each other and, and making good things happen so yeah I'm really happy we've stayed in touch yes so what exactly is a, a sustainable business give us a little background sure. around sustainability yeah so the the textbook definition of sustainable business is uh, a business that has minimal negative impact or perhaps a regenerative effect on global or local, and there's, there's three things here, is environment, society, and economy, as you mentioned before, and that's nicknamed the triple bottom line. Uh, but personally, I don't think that definition goes far enough for me. Uh, so the key rhetorical questions I often ask myself here are like, what are you sustaining and whom will it benefit? Um, so my answer to that comes from knowing key crises we're up against as humankind right now, and that's whether it be hunger, pollution, or anthropogenic climate impacts, it's really all about taking care of life on Earth and seeing that a balance is struck between what the Earth produces, the resources we use, and how we equitably distribute them. With the new age of technology, we are seeing a lot more environmental awareness. We're seeing a lot more environmental digital activism. Mm -hmm. We're also seeing a lot of rise of businesses that claim to be sustainable <laughs> but then the thing is i because i've noticed that even in kenya the smaller businesses that claim to be sustainable businesses mm -hmm. but then my question to people is do they understand exactly what sustainability is because one of the things about a sustainability and for business to be sustainable it has to also understand that you have to pay your employees well mm -hmm. you have to at least have a good community relationship you have to at least give back to the society you have to also have yes uh, in and in terms of, of giving back to the society you also have to have csr going on mm -hmm. in your business so that's the thing i thought that this would be a very important topic because I, I think it's important for people who want to set up businesses, for people who have businesses set up. And I think the bigger businesses are really beyond us at this point because they're the ones doing most of mm -hmm. what we'll discuss coming forward, which is the greenwashing. Mm -hmm. But then I think we can reach out to the smaller businesses for them to understand that it is going to benefit you in the long run to have a business that caters to the community around you that's right because if you grow the community around you then they are coming back to be your clients mm -hmm. you understand yes so can we also now go into a little bit of what what the bigger businesses are doing what is it exactly that they're doing there's a term that you used oh. to describe it which i had never heard before yeah totally totally and i'll echo you a little bit here it's like yes it's given the popularity of these crises and the recognition of needs that need to be addressed is really common for businesses to want to make a good impression to show show you that they're on board. Um, but what you have to be careful of, though, is businesses signaling without doing the real work, aka greenwashing is, is the term. And so this could mean marketing one's business as the most sustainable option, though it isn't, or checking some but not all boxes. Like for example, like I say, you could have a really great regenerative agriculture space going on, but if you're not treating the people who work for you or the pe people nearby you in the, in the neighborhood well, um, that is not a sustainable business because uh, the, there's not only an environmental aspect, 
but the social element of you know needing to have a have a peace among society otherwise there's uh there will lead to other disruptions and and things that will be uh, harmful for everyone and and not just for your business but for for treating people well what instead can a business do so uh, my top sustainability tips i'll be um, when it comes to people you work with is uh, invite people to your table that are underrepresented in power structures you see like young people or women when it comes to the environment you're working in be cognizant of the resources you're using whether it's your time and energy or something physical and if something physical uh, know where uh, your sources originate if possible and what effect your output has on on your surrounding environment but last and perhaps most important importantly it's important to teach someone uh, why you value what you do and, and to be a good example yeah i really uh, want to emphasize not to underestimate the power of your example you know sometimes i often think to myself man i might not be built to be a conventional fashion model but i i am or could be built to be a model citizen or perhaps another way to phrase it would be, you know, I won't tell you what to do, uh, but I will show you how it's done. Mm-hmm, it's true, true, true. Also, understanding the impact of you as a business, because the thing about mm-hmm. businesses, let's say, like, um, I'll give an example in Kenya. Mm-hmm. The way trends emerge is what a business is introducing into the market. For example, I'll give an example of the fashion market. We see uh, a common trend in which we see new handbags and those handbags is what all businesses start to bring in because now their competitor is bringing that, so they are bringing that. Mm-hmm. And that now goes down to what the consumer is taking in. Now that's the handbag that everyone wants, right. which means that businesses do impact trends in the long run. So you as a business person, understanding that Whatever you're putting out is what people are taking in. The type of products that you're selling is what people are taking in, meaning that you are impacting lives. It's very important. And I think it's a, it's a very good thing that I can see, especially in, in the young business owners, that they are a lot more aware of this. They want to engage. You know, there's a whole topic around engaging on especially now because a lot of businesses are on social media mm-hmm. they want to know what their um, clients want what do their customers want on which i think is a very good trend and people should keep that up mm-hmm. going into now the whole concept of branding you know mm-hmm. since that's what people are doing on social media they're branding themselves right. how do you brand a sustainable business right and building a sustainable brand or any campaign really starts with your values. You'll, you want to tell a story. Um, if you're developing a brand, you want to ask yourself what's meaningful to you, or what inspires you to introduce the change that you want to make by way of your product or your work. And also what senses do you want people to engage to get feeling ready to commit to you as a business? Uh, one of my mentors, uh, our CMO or chief marketing officer, Brad Davis at work, says great brands are operational. So my suggestion is propose the future you want to see and get people inspired and keep your message and your imagery focused and you've created your brand. What are some of the changes that you would like to see in small businesses? 
when it comes to small businesses, and maybe I should first start with uh, the caveat that, that you uh, referenced before that you know, small businesses are not causing the bulk of the mess we're in regarding social and environmental issues. And I'll say that responsibility does lie largely with powerful, often colonial institutions that pollute, steal water, um, you know, hide their greenhouse gas emissions or extort other living things. And we should be in ensuring that we're holding them accountable for their actions too. Um, but that being said, coming back to small businesses, we want to make sure that we put small businesses in a position for long-term success and, and prepare them to do the right thing as they become the large businesses of the future. So you heard my uh, top sustainability tips. Uh, a second go is to you know, be a great example, uh, know where your resources come from and where they go to and uh, to keep in mind the, the people and the community that you're creating around your project, because all of those are key to ensuring that your work and your livelihood are sustainable and that, that you're making a good impact on, on the planet and on the people around you. So I think it's really nice that you brought all those things out because I think uh, it's, uh, it's good that you pointed out that big businesses are what have caused environmental pollution mostly. For example, I remember the fires mm -hmm. that happened last year in the Amazon were mostly linked to a business. Big businesses have contributed to a big chunk of environmental pollution, but then also acknowledging that the businesses that are small right now mm -hmm. will grow. But also to help them grow is to educate them and inform them on all this environmental impacts that they can have so that they grow understanding that they will be responsible for whatever right. happens in the long run. Yeah. So getting getting the right habits down yeah. early just means that it'll be, it's an investment up front, but it means smoother sailing for your business later. True, especially now that there's a lot more insistence on clean businesses because I remember at the United mm -hmm. Nations Environmental Assembly that we both attended in 2017 one of the topics they had was and what what also civil society was pushing for was no dirty businesses so it's very important that businesses do understand the long-term environmental impact but also understanding that your businesses should also have a social aspect to them they should also understand what human rights are you should pay your your employees well you should also have at least a bit mm -hmm. of csr going for you now every week i intend on spotlighting one youth run charity organization so if interested please contact me through my social media platforms linked below Today's spotlight is on Joined as One Relief, a community-based organization founded with the aim to improve the living condition of communities through providing access to affordable healthcare and sustainable solutions. To learn more about Joined as One Relief, please click the website link in the description box to also donate to their ongoing project, The One Shilling Initiative. Oh, to... Getting now to our second segment, you had something special planned for the listener today. Uh, something special, uh, navigating a profession in sustainable spaces. Is that, is that what you're, you're hinting at? <laughs> yes, because that, that it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's because I think that there, yeah. I've, I've, I was that person and I've met a lot of young people that are like, great, 
I want to work in sustainability. Now what? You know, and so so I was hoping to, to share a bit of my story to help answer that question. Just so I'll start by saying that the cool thing, for better or for worse, about working in sustainability realm is that there are no lack of problems to work on and no challenges to solve. And they come in such a variety and multitude that you might not think of all of them belonging in the same career space. But the truth is uh, that we have such an opportunity to stave off this future pain uh, that you're already creating value by bringing that mindset to work. Um, and so I wanna give an example here. Let's, so, so I'll say one of the most helpful frameworks uh, that set me up for su success in my career is the Japanese concept of ikigai or, or the reason for beings. Have, have you heard of it before? So for, yes. as a recap for those who uh, aren't familiar with it yet, it's best visualized by this Venn diagram of four desirable traits in a job and um, that your true vocation lies at the intersection of what you're good at, what you love, what the world needs and what earns you a living. And as you and I know, it's often challenging to get a balance of all four, um, but those that work in social and environmental sustainability anywhere from health to built environment, land rights, renewable energy, government, you know, it places you closer to that center, again, because you're thinking about the bigger picture by default and integrating it with habits that are important to you. So I addressed what area to work in for me uh, by taking on a series of contract jobs in different sectors to learn about work culture and who has the most direct impact or cutting edge techniques. And you know, I'll say that that strategy is not for the faint of heart because it really required time between jobs sometimes and a lot of patience and um, honestly privilege to take time to choose your work in a less conventional way. Um, but it worked out for me and it got me the experience uh, I needed to land myself a, a good fitting job uh, in solar. And that's, that's part of my story. Uh, I do have some other uh, career tips too. Uh, that when I worked in uh, Seattle mayor's office of uh, policy and innovation, I would often hear the phrase, nothing about them without them, meaning not to work on a project without engaging the people it will impact. Uh, so I wanted to bring up that idea as again, part of the uh, corporate social responsibility, uh, but often, and I wanted to also point out that uh, too often we explain our work on sustainability as like for the sake of our young people and for the next generation. But it's really getting young people and young people that are listening in the room and the people, these people with the energy, the flexibility, drive, imagination to innovate, not only invests in the longevity of that workplace, uh, but reminds us that young people are not just the leaders of tomorrow, but the leaders of today too. So I wanted to remind folks or to my young people and the young of heart listening uh, that as a legal adult, the playing field does become more even. And it's really how you carry yourself uh, that changes everything. So that's really nice. Thank you very much. With that being said, um, sustainability in itself and also decolonizing mm -hmm. sustainability is something that is very close to me because I find that whenever we are discussing sustainability, it is always from an outside perspective. I think it's very important that we bring the conversations back home 
And maybe maybe you can hear from Natalie's <laughs> accent that she's not from here. I I'm am from, from Seattle. I'm from, from the United Seattle, States. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from it. I chose Natalie to discuss this particular topic because she's somebody who is experienced and she's somebody who has been very nice to me and she's a good friend of mine. So it has nothing to do with somebody from the outside coming in to explain to us what exactly this no. is. Yeah. She has worked in Kenya. She knows what life in yeah. Kenya is like. She knows what a matatu Yeah, and I go to work so. on the matatu, of course. Yeah, the, <laughs> so um, yeah, very, yeah so yeah. I, I, I wanted to echo that too. And I think that's extremely important is that only you will know the local truths of how things work for your environment and uh, and the people that are in your community. And I think that having that knowledge is so key to unlocking so much of the sustainability work we have to do. want to honor that too. I think that that's a really excellent point. We don't, don't hear that enough. Yeah. You know, I didn't mention this before, but just like listening and observing what is around you and uh, how the environment's telling you what's what's changing, what's going on, how people are telling you what's changing, what's going on, and how we can um, be good drivers yeah. for, you know, net benefit of, of living things. Yeah, and I think it's also very important that as a country in general, we take a lot more time to even fund research around sustainability and business because businesses are the ones that mostly impact sustainability, that mostly impact the environment, that also are the ones that are the major contributors towards human rights violations. So I think it's very important that we do fund research, but we also at the same time implement whatever we find in the research because research without implementation is nothing. (laughs) It makes no sense to anyone. Yes, yeah. Science is only as important as people are important and as the the implementation is, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also, it also goes down Mm -hmm. to the type of laws we have. Um, I find that we do have very good laws around environmental law and conservation. However, implementation is one of the biggest barriers we have to, to growth. I hope this conversation between Natalie and I does impact anybody who is listening, who, who has a small business that they're trying to grow, anybody with an established business that wants to understand exactly what sustainability is. And I am actually going to volunteer to help anyone who wants to set up a a business structure that is sustainable I will help you set that up you can reach out to me through the social media links that I will link below so that you can at least if you want a little bit more explanation as to what sustainability is and you want a more in-depth kind of work I can share my personal research around sustainability and business in Kenya so do hit me up it was so you're so you welcome thank much, you Natalie, for joining oh, thank you so much for hosting it was, it was really lovely mm-hmm. talking to you thank you very much for agreeing yeah thank you so much for, for hosting and, and asking great questions and it's not lost on me uh, the um, importance of having these kinds of conversations and i think doing doing that publicly on on a podcast is uh, one of the best ways you people can feel more included in that conversation is like you know listening to friends talk over and you know a dining table you know it, it, it has that same kind of intimacy and i think that's that's going to be really fun to hear 